When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So welcome back to the Rick Shields podcast. This is season two, episode number three. So glad to be back. Um, first off, thank you so much for all the amazing messages regarding the podcast. It's been amazing. All the nice uh, tweets and Instagram messages seems to be going down really well. Um, and I'm enjoying making them. I'm enjoying the fact that I can give a bit of a behind the scenes of what I've done on my videos, uh, what's coming up. Also golf news, golf tech just loads of exciting things so thanks so much for all the great feedback in this week's episode we've got another grand cram packed um episode talking all the things about uh youtube videos youtube in general um answer some of your questions what's coming up in the future new golf clubs that i've seen glimpses of give you a little insight to those as well uh, and just uh, it's going to be an all-around great episode a little bit of a twist this week i'm actually on my own yeah no producer guy no Matt, no guest, just me, and I'm actually at home because it's the weekend, so it's um, early in the morning, my two girls, I've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old, they're out at ballet, uh, they have ballet classes, and my little boy is snoozing upstairs, so if uh, at any point he starts crying, I might have to cut this short, but let's see what happens. Um, it's actually a really nice day today, so hopefully you are getting out and playing some golf this weekend, if you have done Tweet me, let me know how you scored, uh, how you got on uh, at Rick Shields PGA. I think uh, the weather we've had here in the UK has not been great over the last few weeks um, and there has been a lot of flooding, so a lot of golf courses are shut. But I do see, obviously, a lot of my audience actually comes from the US and certainly California, so I'm sure you guys are still loving the sunshine out there. Uh, I'm looking forward to get, trying to get out there next year as well. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you're going to get some golf in. I actually never play golf at a weekend, believe it or not. I very rarely get the get the clubs out and play golf at a weekend because of so much time that I spend playing golf in the week, let's say, or being out making videos. When it comes to the weekend, I just chill, spend time with my family. I'll still coach on Sundays, not every Sunday, but occasional Sundays. Uh, but with regards to playing golf, I don't actually play weekend golf, which I don't know if I, is a blessing or a, or, a, or a hindrance because I do know weekend golf is typically a lot slower than week golf because obviously there's more golfers out there but if you have managed to get out this weekend hopefully you've played some good golf um i think in the future i'll probably be uh playing a little bit more golf at the weekend because as i mentioned before i've got three little kids and i'm excited to one day get them into golf 
They're young at the moment. They're five, three, and one. Uh, they've shown little glimpses of, you know, wanting to potentially play golf. You know, obviously, they see dad. Either I'll show them some of the YouTube videos, and they always go, "That's you, daddy. You're on TV, or you're on the tablet," which is quite cool. Um, and they've shown glimpses of wanting to play golf. We'll have some little golf clubs in the garden. I'll have a whack about and what have you. And I've taken my eldest daughter probably last year to the little par three course near me. Um, and what, what I did for me getting kids into golf, and this is something I'm going to continue with with my three kids, is you know if they show interest, great. I'll take them to the to the golf course. Uh, what I did with the uh, my eldest last time I went, we actually went a little par three course. I would hit the shots onto the green, or certainly attempt to hit the shots onto the green. And then once we got on the green, I said to my daughter, she had a little putter. I said, try and get the ball in the hole. And actually, I didn't care how she did it. She, if she could whack it with a club, great. If she kicked it, if she picked it up, if she rolled it. For me, it didn't matter how she got it in the hole at this stage. It was just showing that golf was fun. Showing that actually she can spend time with you know dad out on the golf course and um the fun bit was trying to get the the ball into the cup it didn't matter how it happened so i think i'll continue on that track i think if anyone's got young kids and they're thinking about how to get kids into golf just let them have fun i, I see i've seen too many times where kids have got into golf because obviously the parents have potentially wanted them to or pushed them into it got into coaching straight away at a very very young age and actually they end up just kind of i don't know falling out of love with it a bit they don't really do it for the for the, just the pure enjoyment so any tips out there to parents who have kids who want to play golf just let them have fun and really I have taught young kids in the past definitely I've taught kids from as young as three-year-olds but in my opinion I think really you know you shouldn't be getting coaching until probably the age of like seven seven or eight you know when you can take it on board and you can have fun with it um, if it's a super fun session, if it's really designed for fun, yeah, you can go in earlier, but really try and keep uh, away from the, I don't know, let's say the, the conventional coaching style, you know, conventional coaching lessons, certainly one-on-one lessons till they're a bit older. I like teaching like 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds because, you know, they're so much more respect, uh, responsive and, you know, take more information on board at that age as well. So, yeah, hopefully get the kids into golf. I'd love to be able to one day be able to, join them all at a golf club and go out as a little four ball and my wife would be able to join us she doesn't actually play golf my wife um uh she's never really found much of an interest in it and if i'm honest i'm actually for my life i'm actually quite glad about that because i can come on weekend and not have to worry about talking about golf or you know either way <laughs> i've tried to teach her once and it wasn't if you if you've ever tried to teach your partner anything driving lessons or or playing golf, it's bloody hard, you know, so uh, that didn't particularly go down that well. Um, She's left-handed, so she writes left-handed, and she couldn't decide whether or not she wanted to play golf left-handed. Anyway, uh, she was better right-handed in my opinion, but she's desperate to play left-handed. Anyway, (laughs) we did digress a little bit. So yeah, I'm at home this morning. Um, I'd love to show you around, but this is obviously an audio podcast. I'd love to offer you a drink while you're here, but unfortunately, that doesn't happen via the forms of podcast uh, itunes and spotify and everything else um so i released a good video this week um it was nice to team back up with peter finch um so pete's been away in japan uh, a little bit of a family holiday and also just a bit of a getaway and um team back up with him this week we played at the beautiful formby golf club one of my favorite golf courses really in in the probably in the U, in the uk certainly 
Stunning Links Golf Course, always immaculate. It's the one where the, the Formby Ladies Golf Course kind of sits inside at another one of my favourite tracks. But Formby was just in immaculate condition. The amount of rain we've had, it was immaculate. And we actually got very lucky because it was a beautiful sunny day. And we had a little match. We played nine holes. And I thought, it was an interesting twist. Let's play with three clubs plus a, plus a putter. I kind of didn't really talk about the putter in the uh, title and the thumbnail. Because, you know, it's a given. <laughs> uh, I thought three clubs sounded better. <laughs> So yeah, three clubs and a putter. Um, hopefully you've watched the video. I chose two iron, one of my favorite clubs, seven iron, which in hindsight, I wish I'd picked eight iron um, because I could, for me, I'm always better when I'm trying to get more distance out of an iron as opposed to trying to hit an iron softer. So in hindsight, after playing the course in that format, I think eight iron would have suited me so much more. But anyway, and I took my gap wedge, which I think was a good choice because I can hit it really lofted shots if I need to and I can also squeeze it out a little bit more if I need to as well and then Pete took his three wood he took his six iron and he took his pitching wedge and again I think in hindsight he probably would have picked differently he'd have probably gone more lofty he'd probably gone three wood seven iron and maybe sand wedge or gap wedge uh, but yeah, it was a really fun um little match um I wasn't in my best form if you'd have seen the video but it was um it was it was a good challenge because I think sometimes we get a little bit stuck in playing golf just the conventional way. And there's nothing wrong with that, I know, but it doesn't really teach us enough skills sometimes. Going out with 14 golf clubs and playing golf, it's sometimes good to test yourself and try and play delicate shots, harder shots. You know, really use your imagination. It's not easy by any stretch of, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but it's good fun. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely advise it for anyone that gets a chance. A lot of golf courses do it as a as a like a tournament every now and again. Uh, but yeah, looking, really enjoyed catching up with Pete again. He's not played golf for a while, so I thought I had my chances of beating him, but um, didn't seem to be the case. <laughs> he came back and still played pretty well. Uh, and good luck with him next year. I think he's still going to do a quest for the Open. Um, and hopefully he kind of smashes it. I think his game's definitely starting to get better. Um, how much more he needs to improve will be left to be seen. But go and check him out on his channel. Um, and it was really good to team back up with him again. Good head-to-head. More of a friendly match this time as opposed to the Vegas match that we had uh, in the summer. Um, and then we, had, we filmed a video for Pete's channel as well, so that's going to be coming out soon. Um, and, yeah, it was just really good fun. And I think now, well, I won't give it away too much. I th- we've had four matches effective this year. Golf Bidder, which I won. No biggie. Vegas, which he won. And then the two matches we've just had this Last week, the nine-hole match on mine and then the little three-hole match we had on Pete's. I'll let you decide what the score was over the over the period of 2019, whether we get a decider in or not. Um, also, while we're talking, on, talking about big head-to-heads, this is more kind of YouTube news, really, but I am interested to talk about it. There was a massive boxing fight that took place last weekend between two YouTubers. Um... I'll fill you in quickly just in case you, you aren't aware of who these guys are. Uh, there was a UK um, YouTuber who goes by the name of KSI. Um, been around for a number of years. He's got 20 million subscribers. He started off making gaming videos, then progressed into making kind of vloggy content, uh, prank content, etc. And then also started to move into music. And more recently, he's become more of a boxer. An amazing evolution. I've followed his channel for a number of years. And he had a fight, a professional fight, 
chuck him on to against Logan Paul, who Logan Paul is a US YouTuber. Weirdly, both also got 20 million subscribers. Logan Paul was massive on Vine, which was a, an app that came out years ago, six-second clips, and he used to do really funny little snippets, him and his brother, Jake. And then uh, Logan um, started making daily vlogs, which were just off the chart, and you know, crazy, crazy daily vlogs, um, always looking for the next opportunity to shock people. And that actually happened at the start of 2018, where he actually made a big mistake and made a video, um, which didn't go down very well. Um, he went to Japan, I think it was, and there's a forest out there called the Suicide Forest, and you know oh, that's what it's kind of known as. Well, unfortunately, it's really sad. People actually go there to, you know, commit suicide. It's awful. Logan Paul saw it as an opportunity to make content, which is was a mistake in, his, in hindsight. Went out there, vlogged it. Didn't go down very, very well, as you would imagine. Anyway, long story short, these two guys have now propelled themselves into, you know, a different realm. And why why I feel like it's relevant as me as someone who makes YouTube videos, these are two guys who are very young. I think they're like 24 and 26. They are YouTubers, but they have been catapulted into the mainstream media with this massive boxing fight. It was pay-per-view. I think they got millions of views. Um, the support was outrageous. Both camps had tremendous, um, you know, even KSI was getting trained by um, the Mayweather gym. Uh, over in Vegas, Logan Paul was uh, being trained by Shannon Briggs, who is a, a, an ex-heavyweight champion of the world. And it was just amazing. You know, a real spectacle of what potential, you know, reach YouTube has, what potential reach that the that the creators within YouTube also has. That's what I found really interesting. And the support that both camps got. In the end, it came, it, all six rounds went through. It, it was a professional fight. I mean, a proper professional fight. These guys had no headgear. They had had a fight last August in Manchester. Actually, weirdly, was out that night in Manchester. I actually saw KSI in the restaurant I took my wife to. And the entourage was huge. But the um, that, that ended up in a draw back in eight, August last year in Manchester. So this was the rematch and it went all six rounds with a professional bout, you know, 10 ounce gloves, no headgear, which is crazy because, you know, the amount of hype that was behind it was, was outrageous. And, um, it came down to a split decision and KSI took it, um, via really in hindsight, an illegal punch that Logan Paul, you know, took to the back of the head when, when KSI was actually falling to the canvas, Logan Paul smacked him on the back of the head and that actually deducted points. But either way, why I talk about it, like as I mentioned before, it's just I find that YouTube is becoming such an animal. It's becoming such a monster, you know, millions and trillions, billions of views every single day on the platform. And these creators, you know, are really trying to push the envelope of what's potentially possible. You know, uh, I kind of see it in the golf world, let's say. I'm seeing, you know, golf YouTube's getting unbelievable um, opportunities. I have done, you know, I, I did the Golf Channel show last year when I was a judge for the um, Driver versus Driver 2. That was such an amazing experience. And things like hosting the Opens content uh, I did last year as well. But also, there's loads of, you know, great opportunities that are coming up for YouTubers, creators. And I feel like as long as they're doing well, you know, as long as YouTubers are doing the right things, they're going to get these opportunities. A lot of really good creators. So I'm I'm proud of the platform, the community of YouTube. Uh, I think it's really coming on um, strongly. You know, I really enjoyed putting on the YouTube golf day earlier this year in May. I thought I felt like it was a massive success. Bringing creators together, you know, to collaborate, to make videos, to play on a golf day. Um, I am getting asked quite a lot about the YouTube golf day 2020. Um, I think all I can say at the moment is TBC. Stay tuned. Um, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying yes. 
Um, I just need to work out what that actually looks like moving into 2020, but I did really enjoy it. And we made thousands of pounds for Prostate Cancer UK as well, which was great. Um, I'm going to answer some questions, but then also flip back into some more uh, topical points. I want to talk about some of the the, uh, clubs that I've actually seen uh, this year. Uh, there's loads coming up. Uh, let me just jump onto my Instagram story um, because I, before I asked a question, uh, asked if you had any questions. Right. Uh, I'll fire through these quickly. Um, the best game improvement iron. Um, oh, game improvement iron. I would go along the lines of, um, God, let me think. What's really forgiving? Something like a, a Ping G700 um, is really forgiving. A um, why's my mind gone blank? The A uh, not AP two T three hundred from Titleist is really forgiving, and the uh, oh the Callaway Big Berth is a mega forgiving. They're not my favourite clubs in the world, but they are mega. Uh, what part of the UK are you from? That's a great question. Um, I'm actually from originally from Manchester, so I'm Manchester born and bred. I now live in Bolton, which is twenty five minutes away from Manchester. Uh, I have a golf academy up in Burnley, and I have my offices um, in Salford, Manchester. Um, if you had to choose one club sponsor, who would it be? Um, well, first off, I'd like to think you all know that I don't take club sponsorship. Um, I have been offered many times the club sponsorship by pretty much every single brand in golf. I just feel like it's not for me. It's not for me, basically. I feel like I want to stay um, not only independent, but also have the ability to, if I like a different brand's club, put it in the bag, you know. (laughs) And so answer your question, if I had to choose, I think it would be a really tough decision because, you know, you'd look at what brand maybe makes the most amount of gear, you know, what brand covers most basis, i.e. what brand makes not only drivers, wedges, putters, ball, you know, and there's only a select amount of companies like that now. So if you had to go one brand, you know, a brand that makes every single component now, tailor-made, Titleist, Callaway, they're really your only three that make everything, ball included. Um, but, no, I wouldn't spon- I wouldn't be sponsored. I just feel like it's I like the flexibility of having different clubs in the bag. And that's really um really important. Um why didn't you continue your professional golfing career? Um well it depends how you look at that. It, you know, professional golfing career, well I'd say my professional golfing career, I I am a professional golfer and my career is in golf whether it's making videos for youtube or coaching that's they're my two strands of business let's say why didn't continue playing professionally because i'll be honest i just wasn't good enough (laughs) Um, i couldn't put enough time into it i couldn't put enough effort into it um not by making youtube videos as well and still trying to coach and having a young family and trying to you know be successful in that all those areas Um, i think if you're going to if let's say, and this is, I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I was actually thinking it as I was mentioned before, KSI and Logan Paul, the two boxers. If literally someone said to me, "Rick, you are playing in the Open in July, you are playing at St George's in July," you know, that's it. I would genuinely stop everything. I would stop. I think so, anyway. If I thought the rewards was beneficial enough, as long as I could still survive, 
I'd stop making YouTube videos. I'd stop coaching. I'd have to. I'd have to sacrifice a lot of things, and I would grind. I'd probably have to move out to to Florida for you know winter training. I'd have to practice every single day. I'd have to hit balls, have coaching. You know, really, really work tremendously hard on it. If I if I honestly had to play in, in you know July in the Open, I'd have to work my bloody socks off just to not make a fool of myself, if I'm honest, not just not to shoot 90. So with all that said, it's just too much commitment. Um, you know, I feel like I, I enjoy making videos more. I enjoy coaching more than I do actually trying to enhance my own golfing performance. If it, if it was supernatural to me and I really didn't have to do any work to get good, I felt like last Quest for the Open that I did, which was probably three years ago now, I must admit, I did find spells in there where I thought, wow, I'm really improving. I'm really starting to play great golf, you know, still not the right level. I was never shooting seven. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, and that's the level you need to be shooting to really compete at, the, at you know, just tour level. So anyway, um, I prefer making videos, let's be honest. <laughs> and I feel like I'm a little bit better than that, uh, than uh, actually um, than actually trying to play for a career. Um, what made you take up golf? Um, so this is an interesting story. I was um, 10 and my mum got bought some lessons, uh, golf lessons. She'd never really taken it up, but got bought some lessons as a, as a gift. And we went down to the local driving range and she had her lesson. I went with her. 
and I would basically be, you know, <laughs> put in a, a driving range bay with a hundred golf balls for an hour and said, you know, keep yourself occupied. I had no interest in it originally, not at all. You know, I never followed golf in the in the past. I was always a football player. A few guys listening to in America a soccer player, but even then, not really a soccer player. Just kind of played at the weekend in a, in a local team as a kid and played at school and stuff. So I had no real interest in golf, had no friends that played golf, had no family members that played golf, bar now my mum taking a golf lesson. So I'd go to the driving range, hit balls at the um, in the driving range, keep myself occupied, and it was just good fun. You know what, I just enjoyed it. Going back to what I said earlier about getting my kids into it, nobody gave me advice, nobody was there to help me. I had to kind of figure it out myself, but, you know, it was good fun. I'd just hit a few shots, and if I hit it well, happy days. If I didn't, I'd get another ball and try again. And then... Through that process, my mum would have more lessons. I would go down to driving range. I would actually weirdly probably be improving quicker via that method by just hitting balls. And then I really got into it. My mum joined a golf club. She joined me at a golf club at the age of 11. It was my 11th birthday present, a membership of the golf club. Got some cheap clubs. And then, you know, the rest is history, as they say. From 11 to, you know, 16, I lived at the golf club. Uh, absolutely loved it a bit. So, yeah, that's kind of where, you know, the, my... Um, my career and my lifestyle came from which is crazy um danny lily uh, asks how long you should you spend on the range a week how long should you spend at the range a week um yeah, it's hard you know it depends on your situation you know i know you i know danny he works he's got a family you know it's it's not easy i think the important factor it's not about how much time you spend at the range. It's how you use your time at the driving range. And actually, coincidentally, I've actually got a video coming out this week, um, which is, I actually did a little, how many times did I just say actually, by the way? I uh, did a little vlog, um, uh, a self-filmed vlog where it was an, an evening last week and I was going to the driving range and I thought, well, let's take the camera and let's talk to you guys about what I do as a practice session. I don't do it as often anymore. But if I was to do an hour practice session, what does that look like? So that's going to come out next week, and hopefully you enjoy that. I kind of typically I like to break practice sessions down into three parts, and then it makes things a little bit more digestible. So be um, be conscious with your time at the range. Don't just go to the range and whack balls. You know, don't just go aimlessly. Mix it up, vary your practice as much as possible, and also don't only just you know. Let's say you had how many hours at the range a week. What about how many hours on the golf course a week? How many hours on the putting green a week? And ideally, you want to try and break... So let's say you had an opportunity to spend three hours a week practice. Let's just say three hours a week. In an ideal world, and this is where it gets messy because you know we don't all live in ideal worlds, you'd want to spend those three um, hours constructively across all parts of your game. So you wouldn't just want to use all three hours on the driving range because that's not realistic. That's a part of golf. You'd want to use some of that time to go on the putting green, work on your stroke, work on your green reading, work on your pace control. You want to spend some of that time working on your distance control with your wedges. That's where you score. That's where you improve your score vastly, vastly. And then you also want to spend some time working on your technique, working on you know maybe a coaching session, working on um, implementing those changes on the driving range. So it's... It's a very open-ended question, but like I say, I've got a video out coming this week, uh, so I'm really excited about that um, because it's talking about practice, um, so that should be coming soon. Uh, I've had a question in here, and this is another kind of YouTube topic. What's my thoughts on Bro5? <laughs> wow. Bro5, right. 
Um, for you guys that don't know, Bro5, and I'll try, I don't know the ins and outs of it fully, but I'll, this is what I've noticed from social media. Bro5 was a channel that was created not long ago, start of September. It was four single creators coming together to make a group, and it's a sports channel effectively. So you had Brody Smith in there. Brody Smith is an ultimate Frisbee player, uh, also got a golf channel. I think he's got the third or fourth biggest golf channel in the world at 330,000 subscribers. His main channel has, I think, over 2 million subscribers. This guy is, you know, he's been there, he's done that, he's got the t-shirt in the world of YouTube. Met him a couple of times, really nice guy. Crushes the golf ball, <laughs> crushes. All American kid, you know, he's just like the typical American, you know, probably has nailed everything in his life, you know, successful at everything. Um, then you had up-and-coming YouTuber, Garrett. Um, I just don't know his name, Garrett. Garrett, from GM Golf. GM Golf, crushed it this year making really original content really refreshing tapping into a new audience um class really good content and then garrett had two friends matthew and stephen who featured on garrett's channel so basically the four of those guys decided to make a super sports group a little bit like dude perfect in some sense where they they would do trick shots they would utilize the skills of brody garrett Matt, matt and stephen and if I'm honest, they made some noise about it on social media. Like it was crazy. I think the channel got over a hundred thousand subscribers in no time. The videos that they were pumping out at the start were absolutely crushing it, um, and they were doing well. Then, unfortunately, from what I've seen, things started to change a little bit. So um, they stopped posting. It was obvious that the profile was no longer making content to some degree and people wanted answers. So Brody made a video on the Bro5 channel, which was at one hour, 18 minutes long. I listened to every bit of it to get the insights. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm interested. This is YouTube. This is my, my platform, you know, to a degree. I want to know what's going on. So I listened to the whole of one hour, 18 of Brody. He explained the, the, the ups and downs of what happened for the four guys who were trying to team up. And then only yesterday... Garrett released his video, his side of the story, um, which was short. It was only nine minutes long, or just under 10 minutes long. Not heard of Matthew or Stephen yet. I don't believe they've done response videos about this just yet. And let, right, this is how I break it down. There's always not only one side of the story, there's two. And in this situation, there could be even three or four sides of the story for the four creators. It didn't work out. For whatever reason, there was a fallout of communication. And that happens. It's business. At the end of the day, they tried something different. And they tried it. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, whether it was, you know, communication, finances, whatever it may have been, regardless of that, it didn't work. And that's kind of the end of it. You know, it didn't actually work. I don't know massive amounts of ins and outs. And and let's be honest, none of us ever will. Those four guys were probably the only people that really know what happened in that situation. What I hate... And I honestly hate this, you know, I've seen some horrible comments on both Garrett's posts and Brody's posts um, from viewers who you would have classed as being fans in the past, uh, really turning on these guys. And it's it's horrible. It's disgusting. I hate seeing it. I hate seeing the negative comments. I think it's really uncalled for. I think it's unnecessary. Um, and I hope it stops. You know, I hope... Um, it dies down. Garrett, I believe, is going to have a little bit of time off, get his head sorted, which I, I think is the right idea. Um, and hopefully they can make it amicable a bit more. And if I'm honest, the fans need to make it amicable a bit more. They need to relax and, 
yeah, they tried something, it didn't work. Don't worry. You know, it's just, that's business, that's life. It, not everything works out that, you know, how we envision it to work out. God, if I if I honestly thought about all the things that I've tried in the last six, seven years been doing YouTube, the things that haven't worked, you just have to use them as learning curves and go, right, you know what, that didn't work. Let's try it something different next time. These guys, unfortunately, just made their um, trial very public, which you have to do. You have to make it public. You know, if you're going to start a big, something big now these days, you have to make a big song and dance about it. And I think that's where people got invested in Bro5, the the idea, the concept, they loved the videos. And then when it fell apart, unfortunately, those those particular fans uh, found it hard to really swallow. So like I said, I don't know loads about the subject. I, I've watched both videos. That's all I know. Obviously, that's all probably most people know. And we don't know the ins and outs of it until, you know, They'd probably write a book about it, or as Brody mentioned, they could make a movie about it. But hopefully, the guys are going to, you know, resolve their issues and still make killer content. I think GM is making some of the best content on YouTube at the moment, and also Brody makes some killer content as well. So hopefully, they can resolve their issues a little bit more um, and not, you know, be too bogged down with all this. Um, right, new clubs. So this time of year is always dead exciting because I start to see glimpses and start to get a hold of and my hands on new golf clubs oh yeah um all ready to review starting summer summer ended this year summer early next year i can't tell you exactly specs and data but i've got new cobra stuff um i'm seeing new callaway stuff i'll surely be seeing new tailor-made stuff soon um tightlist have also got a few new little bits coming out so it's exciting times it all looks very promising for 2020 um again when you always think that the guys can't you know change much or evolve much they continue to do so they continue to push the envelope they continue to you know what we felt you know i always think about this apple idea you don't know you want it until they show it you you know you don't you don't know what you want in the latest iphone until they make it who knew we wanted siri who knew we wanted um trying to think of other things uh, airpods who knew we wanted airpods i use them every single day i never knew i wanted them until they came out and it's a bit like that with golf clubs we don't know we want it until they show it us so i'll be excited to see what they bring like properly bring out and i'm excited to actually properly test the gear as well i will be doing some of the videos as a review a review show format so little snippet videos that go into a and some have called it like a magazine show that i do in my youtube channel which i really enjoy making and also the big ones will obviously be main videos. They will be coming out end of this year and early next year. And I'm dead excited about it. So make sure you stay tuned to the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and like. Uh, by the way, I'll put all my social media links down below uh, from YouTube to Twitter to Instagram and to our um, podcast sponsor. For the third episode in a row, um, Rick Shields' Facebook page has sponsored the podcast, everybody. I just, <laughs> just can't, honestly can't believe it. I don't see... Um, how this can continue going forward but the guys at, at Richel's Facebook page are fully behind the podcast and love love supporting it in all seriousness I'm, I'm loving Facebook right now and I didn't think I'd say that six months ago it wasn't my favorite platform in the world I'd never quite I've always been on Facebook as a person as a personal account to keep in touch with my friends I've always had a Facebook page as a business account which by the way is Richel's PGA if you ever want to go and follow it um and in that five or six year time frame that I had my business page, we got up to about 50,000 followers, which is lovely. You know, it's great. But it was growing at such a slow rate. 
since started obviously making content on there, I make daily content on there, I put coaching videos out, really short, snappy, um, getting to the point videos, you know, really just, I love making them. I absolutely love making them. Every single day we're releasing new videos. I'll chop up my YouTube videos and put on there as well so they're more condensed versions. And um, currently we're on 127,000 followers right now. So in from July, we hit 50,000 in July. Since July to now, we've grown by over 75,000 followers, which we really appreciate. Um, so make sure you go and check out Facebook. Uh, link in the description of this podcast. It's definitely worth um, getting involved with it. I think it's class. I love love doing it. We've got some new videos coming out this week. I'm really excited about Um uh, and like I said, there'll be more, way more videos as well. Uh, right, let's answer some more questions. Um, what have we got coming in? Let's just refresh the page. Um, do, 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 what's people saying? Can a beginner get custom fit? Hmm. Can a beginner get custom fit? Well, they can. You know, that's fine. I don't often advise it as a beginner to get custom fit unless you are very different shapes if unless you're super tall or super short or whatever that may be but if you're generally normalish it's normal the right word um average height and average size i think getting a generic set first is probably best build your swing around it develop a bit of a technique develop a bit of an understanding of the golf swing and then down the line get custom fit so i wouldn't jump into it too quickly if i'm dead honest um I'm new to the golf and loving your channel. Thank you so much. Are hybrids and rescue clubs worth having in your bag? Absolutely. I don't use hybrids and rescue clubs. For me, the way I hit the golf shot, they always seem to go a bit left. And I feel like for me, they're they're not as versatile as I like my two iron. But most golfers can't hit two irons because they've not got the club head speed. Hybrids are great for that. Central gravity is low. Big head, more loft. Gets out of trouble. Great to hit off the tee. Great to hit out of the rough. Very versatile. In, in that sense, you just, I always feel like you can't change the flight of a hybrid. I, I struggle to hit it low or um, shape it, where with a two iron, I feel I can do a lot more with it. So, yeah, definitely worth having in the bag if you can't hit your long irons well. Um, advice to a five handicapper trying to get lower. Um, as I probably mentioned before, just graft like crazy from 100 yards and in, like crazy graft. Work out how far you hit your wedges. Work out how you can change the ball flight of your wedges. Work out how you can get up and down from every single situation that you're ever seen in. Work out how you hold every single putt or certainly be looking for an opportunity. Some of the best players that I've played with, yeah, they're good off the tee. Yeah, they're good with their irons. You know, that, that that's a given. But they're every time from 100 yards and in, they're just out freaking rageous. So five to get lower, short game, short game, short game. As long as you hit it, okay off the tee. Um... What's your favourite ice cream and why? That's <laughs> uh, a random one. Um, favourite ice cream? Uh, rum and raisin is my favourite ice cream. <laughs> there you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's cutting edge uh, insight into the world of Rick Shields <laughs> for what ice cream that I like. Uh, right, I'm going to answer a few more and then get out of your way because uh, I think my little boy Jude is probably going to wake up soon So, and the girls are coming back from uh, dancing. So... I best get off the podcast because they're going to want to jump on the mic and whatever. And you don't want to, you, you know, you might think you want to hear that, but you don't want to hear that because it'll just be a load of rubbish and they'll probably say poo-poo and stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, where's more questions? Refresh. Um, 
What's the first golf comp you won? Hmm. Well, probably I won quite a lot of junior events at my local golf club. Um, I never really made any professional victories. I, I wish I kind of had really. Um, who's the best played that you have? Who is the best player you've had around with? I said it. I think I said it this week. Uh, well, the person that impressed me the most was NASA Hatakocha, uh, Lady Tour Pro. She's won several times on tour uh, from um, Japan. Kills it. Absolutely kills it. Such a good player. So consistent. It's unreal. Um, superstar in the making. Um, right. Short and sweet. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Um, next week we'll be back. Guy will be back as well. He's been in Dubai this week, having a lovely holiday with his uh, his fiance. So he'll be back next week. Looking to get some guests on the show as well, which I'm excited about. Um, videos coming soon. I'm really excited about what's coming up through the winter. Like I say, the new clubs that are being um, teased out look fantastic. Make sure you stay tuned to my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so you don't miss out on any of the early images of those. Make sure you share this podcast around. Um, because that's the one thing with podcasts. Like, I don't understand how you spread the word in some regards. So I think word of mouth is probably best. So if you want to share it on your social media, feel free. Love it. You, you certainly will get a quote tweet from me. Um, if you put it on your Instagram story, great. We can share it out there. But if you enjoy it, make sure you leave me a review. Make sure you stay tuned for next Monday's podcast. Um, where Hopefully, this week's been a bit a quiet week with news, let's say. I was going to talk about Jason Duffner signing with Puma of Cobra, but if I'm honest, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> Does that sound bad? I'm just not that bothered. I'm not bothered. If, like, I don't know. They obviously do it for money, don't they? I don't even know who he was signed with. Maybe Titleist? Well, he's been a bit out of contract anyway and a bit out of form, so... I'm not too fussed about that. Um, but yeah, President's Cup coming up soon. So um, I feel like that's the only thing that's to get excited about at the moment. Obviously, Race to Dubai Final, um, which is coming up next weekend, which I might, might, tiny, 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 might be out there to watch it. We'll see what happens. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Stay tuned. Lots more to come. Make sure you leave me a review. Make sure you stay tuned. And check me out on all the social media. And we shall see you next week with more podcast Thanks for listening. See you soon. Shall I talk? Hello, hello. You can carry on. Hello, hello. How are you? Hello, hello. You. How was dancing today? Good. Bad. Did you get a medal? Yeah. Wow, you're the bestest. He's a nice one. Did you get what colour was your medal? Well, it was gold. Oh, you mean the band was purple, wasn't it? And yeah. Ivy, how did, did you have a good time at the uh, dancing? Yeah, it was great. Wow. And it's was, my turn. And was grand, did Grandma and Grandma look after you? Yeah, is it my turn? Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't play with those fluffy bits, right? Should we listen to it back? Yeah. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.